Welcome to Blackbird episode number 63. My name is James, and today I am happy to bring back to the show Nick Ashley. Before we get into it with Nick, let me remind you to go to blackbirdpodcast.com. On that front page, you're going to see a little box to put your email address. When you sign up with your email at blackbirdpodcast.com, you ensure that you'll never miss an episode of this show or any written content that I put out. If you'd like to get early access to these interviews, including pre-show banter with me and the guests, sign up for one of the paid options. It's only $7 a month or $70 a year. Your subscription really helps out the show. So once again, that's blackbirdpodcast.com. And with that, here is my conversation with Nick Ashley. Nick, welcome back. Thanks for joining me on uh, kind of short notice. Hey, I'm really happy to be back, James. Great to talk to you again, brother. Sure. So your life has changed a lot since the last time we talked. I think you were like you were a you were a Louisianan living in were you in Atlanta or something Georgia. like that? Georgia. Georgia, yeah. By so you Savannah. Moved in, oh, Savannah? Yeah. That's like my favorite city, dude. I didn't know you it's, were it's I didn't beautiful. know you were there. Yeah. That's really cool. I'd like to I'd love to get back there. Uh so wh- I don't know. Why don't you why don't you fill everybody in? What's going on? How's your life been? Well, well, my wife and I recently moved back to Louisiana, not far from Baton Rouge, which I've actually got some Twitter people over here that I know which is awesome that yeah. I'm able to hang out with them in real life now. Um, but we are we came back because we didn't want to have kids out there in Georgia 12 hours away from the rest of the family. So we're, we're, we're less than an hour away from where we grew up. So that's where all, all her family is, all my family is. We're, we're, we're an hour's drive away from anybody we want to go visit. So nobody's going to have to miss any birthdays or if we need someone to walk the kids, it'll be much easier, you know? We're not pregnant yet. I'm just saying, like that's part of the plan, right? That's <laughs> that like, was my that was my next question. <laughs> that's that's part of the that's part of the plan. It's having the family nearby. It, it just mm. makes it easier on us and on them to to be able to have the grandkids and the you know the the if we have whatever niece or nephew, whatever we have, uh, nobody will miss anything if we're right here as opposed to 12 hours away. Yeah, I'm. Uh, me and my partner are driving down to Dallas on Thursday. We're recording this on Sunday night, so like Thursday, either Thursday or if we can if we can swing it Wednesday night. We're heading down there by car, and it's like a 16-hour drive uh, from Minneapolis to Dallas. So, we, I mean, we get to go down there maybe twice a year to see my to see my niece and like the rest of the family. Um, so, I totally get the the need to kind of be close by. I, if I had if I had the ability to, I'd buy a house down there and just kind of kind of flip between the two places. Because you know, I mean, Minneapolis is home now. Like I've been up here for damn near 11, 12 years. So like this is just my entire life is here. I don't I couldn't foresee myself moving back to Texas anytime soon. Um unless they secede. Now if that if that goes through <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I'll give it a second thought, but uh you know, I mean uh and you know, my my partner and I aren't in danger of getting pregnant, so that's also a consideration. So. <laughs> well, uh we, we were only in Georgia for 3 years. I say only. Yeah. That is a long time to live somewhere that's not your your home, mm-hmm. but we didn't really establish that many. We did. We got great friends over there. The best man of my wedding, like I met him at the job I had there oh, yeah. um, and, and stuff like that. So we do have like really some some stuff there that we're going to be going back and visiting folks all the time. But the roots were not really that deep. You know what I mean? Like we, we, mm-hmm. we can pick up and come back here and it's fine. And I mean, it's a 12-hour drive, which is nothing if we're going to go and spend... Uh, a few days in in another place. That's really not sixteen hours or something else. I, I couldn't. I don't know if I'd want to do that on in one shot. 
I, you know what, when I was single, I would stay overnight in Kansas, but now that I've got a second driver, we just kind of do it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty bad. At, I'm pretty bad at sleeping in a passenger seat though. So, uh, road trips, I'm, I'm a, I'm a really shitty passenger. I've been into, I've been into any car accidents, uh, to like just not be panicked all the time when I'm in a car. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what have you been up to, um, like in your, in your creative pursuits? I've noticed that we haven't seen a, an episode of individualist you've kind of you've kind of dropped off the tower gang a little bit are are you doing okay oh yeah i'm, I'm all right man I, there was there was a a bit of a uh twitter is bad for your mental health yeah and 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 there's a lot and twitter drama and when people who you think are your friends are really not cool that induce it behind the scenes talk pri- sure. talking private about you you know it's just not good for your mental health um, I, I, I was, uh, I'm, I'm no longer a part of the tower gang, uh, show. They're still my friends and I love those guys. Uh, but I, I don't know if they've said anything about it on their show. Uh, they've, um, yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked privately, but I don't think they've announced anything publicly. Okay. Yeah. This, I decided this a, a, a little while ago, or maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, cause I'm just tired of all the fighting that ensues after we do an episode and somebody says sure. N word 14 times and, and people are going crazy about that. Like I'm just not. And I found out that a lot of people had some really strange, like conceptions of who I was as a person from all of really? it. And I'm like, yeah, it's really weird, man. Like the, well, the, Talk about that, because I, I want you to set the record straight. Because uh, oh no no, dude, I I, I don't want to talk about that much. I'll, I'll tell some stuff, but like okay. I can't. Obviously, no names. Uh, I did speak to the people privately, and as far as I know, we're on at worst neutral terms. Mm-hmm. Like at worst, um, <clears throat> one of the people we've been we've kind of become friends again, and uh, but anyway, yeah, like the the I don't know if you know. Um, I'll tell you off the air what I'm specifically referring to, but. This, I had this heard, just turned this just turned into a PQ show talking about uh, talking about secret stuff off the air. That's oh, well, right. I just no, I don't want you to, doing that. I don't, I don't, I don't want, want anybody to, to get any unnecessary crap from from the. You know what I mean? And I don't, yeah, I'm not no. calling anyone. Out. I'm just talking about what 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 the weird thing to me was. I was being spoken about like as a as if I was um you know a grifter or a clout chaser or whatever. And I never I never thought or or that I was a different person and like acting mm-hmm. like a character playing a character on the tower gang show or or on Twitter or whatever and the reality is is no I'm not literally exactly the same on Twitter like the dynamic of Twitter is such that you aren't literally the same person there yeah and if you're on a show when you're with the boys you're all trying to one-up each other say make each other laugh harder give each other shit for making a bad joke like yeah and, or, or like depending on your guest Obviously, you're not going to be literally the same exact person. Whereas, whereas if I'm eating dinner with my mom, right? But mm-hmm. you know, uh, I never, I, I never have been anything but just myself. You know what I mean? And so it was really, it wasn't offensive. I wasn't hurt or anything by that. Like, not it, it, who, who, you know, doesn't matter. But I was more surprised. Like, wow, that's that's weird that people get that vibe because obviously they have no way to know that because they don't know me in my personal life, so they don't know you know, that I would save some of the shit I say on mm. that show at the well, mall. <laughs> and if, if, if the only thing people know about you is your like epic appearance on Fakertarians and the way that you approach the tower gang stuff, then like, I mean, if they'd never listened to the individualist or your appearances on other people's shows or whatever, then I could see why they would think that you were just trying to put on a character or whatever. Cause nobody can be that outlandish in real life. True. Yeah, that's fair. And I did think about it and I was like, you know what, that like, 
but like I said, it's situational. Like I'm yeah. not gonna, I, I'm not gonna act the same if I'm going on fakeertarians. Like there's just no way in hell that's happening. I'm not gonna be the the calm, measured person I am yeah. on my own show, or if I'm d- explaining capital and interest to my dad. Like it's not gonna be the same thing. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was really weird because that's one of the things I never wanted to be was a phony, and I don't mm-hmm. think I ever have been a phony. But it's just funny that and and like I said, the people who had these ideas, I spoke to them privately, and they're cool and they understand. Uh, we've cleared it up. And um, I mean, I, I think they respect me more for it because they know that there was some stuff, some other shit that I don't want to get into that was going on with some of the other guys, some of my other friends that I chose to step away from and like, hey, I'm not sure. going to get involved. You know, um, that that'll be something I will never talk about publicly. Are you uh, are you still are you still hanging out on the Slurp Gang podcast? Yeah, we actually just recorded. um Today is Sunday. We recorded yesterday, Saturday. Nice. Explain this, Slurp Gang. Is that, I mean, is that just like another Tower Power gang or is it? Uh, no. Okay. No. Is it, I is am it a little not, more heady? Okay. I am not the one to ask about Slurp Gang. I It's off don't, the wall. I So Slurp Gang, like Slurp Gang and Timeline Earth, both of those, I, I don't get any of the inside jokes, so I can't listen to them. No. Like I'm sure if I, I'm sure if I gave it a chance, like a few episodes, I'd probably assimilate. But uh, I just don't, I don't get most of it. Slurp Gang is a very fun show to do. I love those guys. For those that don't know, it's a show run by uh, Cotton, uh, or at Cotton Arcus on Twitter. Ace, who everybody knows Ace, Ace underscore Arcus on Twitter. And Jay, uh, his at on Twitter is Peaceful underscore Slave. And those guys are awesome. I love them all to death. And we have a great time. Oftentimes, a show winds up with Cotton just arguing with Jay or me <laughs> arguing with Jay and Jay being mad about some opinion I had. So it's fun. It's a good time. And, uh, and Ace is always, you know, pleasant. So so how did you, how did you end up on that show? Uh, is it, the, were you just already friends with them? or? Uh, well, kind of, yeah. So I met them at Childerberg, Ace and Cotton. I met them at Childerberg. Mm-hmm. I had an appearance on that show. My first like appearance as a guest on that show. I was on episode two or three. Um, and well, it's, it's, it is numbered two or three, but they had an episode zero. So it's actually like episode four or something. I don't know. I don't remember mm. the exact one, but anyway, um, I was on that and it was in April. And then in May was Childerberg. So I met Cotton and I met Ace and I found out that Cotton is is from Louisiana like me. That's why I DM'd him. And I was like, hey, you're oh, yeah. from Louisiana too? That's cool. You know, we, we, we just, him and I just became friends. And I was already cool with Ace and I had had him on my show and he had been on the Tower Gang. So he and I were familiar with each other and and he knew I respected him a lot and all that. And we, we're, we're friends too. Mm-hmm. And Cotton just keeps on, like, eventually he just kind of started inviting me back onto the show more and more. I was like, okay, I get, there is a running joke in the show that I'm a host, but I'm not a host too. Like that's, that's kind of the, one of the inside jokes that they'll make. Like, oh, did you guys officially hire Nick yet? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, congratulations on, on kind of setting your own tone. Cause that's, I know that's really hard for, for some people, uh, myself included, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've currently got toes in like four or five different pools and, in like our, our circles. What do you make of all the different, uh, like, sub movements within libertarianism that you've got the agorists and the Mises people and you know, the, the, what Jason Stapleton people and whatever, whatever else. Here's the thing. I think that, yeah, I think that everybody, this is going to sound like some dumb hippie shit, but literally I just mean it. 
Um, I think everybody in those, you know, sects of libertarianism, really libertarian Twitter, it's really not like it's, it, I don't know how much else goes on. Yeah. Um, I just see everything on Twitter because that's the only platform that I'm on. But every one of those, there are people in all of those groups that have a lot of good things to say. The problem is too many of these different groups are always fucking with each other. Oh, I'm sorry for the language. It's I don't right. remember. If, okay. You're no, you're fine. Uh, I always do that, man. Um, but they're always going after each other and talking crap. And and it's like, we don't have to have, if you're, if you're so confident in your strategy, then focus on doing what you do. Do not focus on what you think is not going to work. Like, don't focus on going after people who are doing the things you think are incorrect. I just don't think that's, that's productive at all. It'd be way more productive to spend your energy, mental and physical energy, on doing what you think is the right move. Now, whether that means you're in the LP Mises caucus, whether that means you're doing Tho Bishop stuff with the Republican Party, like it doesn't matter whether you're going to go full on agorist or you're going to go full on Ted Kaczynski minus the bombs and go live in the woods and just 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 go and ignore the state, you know, that kind of thing. Obviously, minus the bombs. You don't want, we don't want that. But you know what I mean? Anything that yeah. you can do that you think you'd be best at, then go and do that. And and if you're trying to push liberty, then you're an ally and you're a friend. But the the best about it is that the more intellectual diversity there is um, among these groups is that means you have more ideas, obviously, like by definition. But the problem with that is we have egos. Every human being has an ego and we all think that we're right all the time. Or we're all guilty of thinking we're we're right, you know, right? Mm. Like we are, we're all guilty of thinking we're we're Mr. Big, we're the guy that has the correct idea, blah blah blah. So there's that in every of these groups where they think they're the only one who's right and everybody else is stupid, and that's not that's just counterproductive. And I, I'm guilty of it too, obviously. Like I just said, we're all guilty of thinking we're the, we're the one who's right. But over overall, I think that it's best that we have all these different things trying to push forward this giant, you know, more umbrella of of libertarianism. Do any of those speak to you more than the others? Like, what, I guess, what's your focus been on? Well, as of late, um, I'm not really... At, at first, I was real real into the LP Mises Caucus because of Dave Smith and, and some other intellectual thinkers that I respect, like Tom Woods and Scott Horton. And But after I started to see what the LP really is and how that first... The first like uh, Zoom meeting I tuned into, or it, mm. it was one of those live streams they did where they were having a Zoom meeting and they were doing it live on YouTube. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. It was something to do. It was one of those ones about the LP New Hampshire fiasco at the time. Oh, was this an <clears throat> LNC meeting? Yes. Okay. Okay. And yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. <laughs> It's not often that I am the most normal and least autistic person in the mm-hmm. room, but if I was in that group, I would have been the most normal, well-socialized, regular, balanced person in that whole talk. Yeah. And I was like, that ain't a good sign if I'm the guy. Was that the one that I gave a drunken rant on? I don't I know. know. I didn't watch I very were, much of it. Okay. There were a couple. And one of them, I was, I was absolutely shit-faced. We were, we were going to go. We were like already pre-gaming to go out to the bar. <laughs> when uh, when I got the notification on my phone that this thing was happening and I was like, oh shit, I got to go say something. And I just ranted. And then um, I, like I ranted about being gay in the Mises caucus and like how, you know, they've been so welcoming, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then that kid, Gus, uh, yes. this, this was when, this was when, uh, what's his name, Jeremy? Kaufman. Yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. 
when he when he said that shit to Gus about about oh this 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 guy would would certainly suck my dick or whatever it was that whatever it was that Jeremy said that got him in so much trouble mm-hmm. that was when Gus was responding to me saying saying that oh, uh, oh I didn't the know only that. the only reason that the Mises caucus uh welcomes me is because I, I don't even remember it was some some kind of he was basically saying they were gaslighting me um so like I I guess that's one of the reasons that I. I stick with the Mises caucus is because they stick with me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it makes sense. I, that's how you make friends. Like you, you know, if, if you're friendly with somebody and they're friendly back with you, then you're friends. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, Gus was right. But like, I mean, he, it, it, like it doesn't, what, what he, what he was saying doesn't mean what he thinks it means. In any case, I think I agree with you. And also I was at a LP event last weekend and it was like the, the exact opposite. So if, if the people on those calls are like the most autistic, like the smartest person in the room, like stereotypical libertarian, the rank and file people who show up for their little weekend long events are like just idiots. They're just dumb. (laughs) And, and I, I don't like, I don't like talking shit about people, especially like if I feel smarter than them, like I don't, I don't say anything, but these people were just dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, Just spouting off talking points. Like I mentioned Dave Smith at the dinner table and like, they just got visually like repulsed just, just at the, at the mere mention of him, uh, one lady was like, uh, she, she, she goes, she goes, yeah, the libertarian position on abortion has to be pro-life because, or pro-choice because, uh, the woman does not choose to become pregnant. If you're a man and you get me pregnant, you chose to ejaculate inside of me. She, she said those words, you chose to ejaculate inside of me. So, uh, it was like the, it was like the complete other side of libertarianism and both sides are completely annoying. Um, and then the, you know, there was the dudes that were just, you know, they're from out in the country and all they care about is guns, which is perfectly fine. Like, you know, they're the kind of mind your own business libertarians, which is the ones that I guess I like the most, but they're not, they're not like, you know, reading books and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was like that at Yale, uh, in, in Florida a couple of months back where I went to that and hung out with my group of friends that I had, mm-hmm. you know, some, some Twitter friends that I got to meet in real life, which is sweet. Um, always. And the, Dude, I I mean, I don't mean to be a dick, but just the amount and it wasn't a libertarian thing. It was it was a bunch of different liberty minded, whether it was, you know, Yal is a more of a Republican liberty Republican group than it oh, is yeah, a yeah. yeah, than it is a libertarian party group. Now, I mean the Mises Institute had a table there. Uh the the Mises caucus had a table there, which actually Tho Bishop was running the Mises Institute table because he's over there in uh in Florida, mm-hmm. which is where the event was. And there had they had a people from the Atlas Society, people from Cato, people from Reason. You know, it was it was more of a bigger tent event. If that if that word ever applied, then it would it would apply here, a big tent thing. But it was the level of autism, dude. <laughs> I just like I can't think of a better way to describe it. It was yeah. so because here's the thing: this place was gorgeous. It was a five star hotel and resort. Because what happened was their 2020 event, this is what I was told by some people that were with y'all, their 2020 event was canceled. So they doubled up the budget because they didn't have to, they didn't have the 2020 event. So they used that money and put it into the 2021 oh, event wow. plus, plus a 21 events budget on, you know, already. So they doubled up on the budget and got a five star hotel and resort. There was a water park inside of the confines of the hotel. The inside of the hotel had like a 
tropical like forest theme with real plants. It was beautiful and it was amazing. It was the most extravagant building I've probably ever been in in my life, except for the Palace of Versailles. I am not exaggerating, dude. It was incredible. Wow. So me and my more normal friends, um, we're hanging out. Okay, okay, but wait, Unicorn Daddy is not normal. No, I mean, okay, well, let me tell you, I will, okay. <laughs> I will get into him. But we were, the people that I went with, he, he wasn't going to, he didn't go to Yal. He just came to hang out. Like we were part of the oh, thing. Really? Yeah. He just went there because he lives in Florida too. He didn't live very far. Maybe an hour, I think he said. So <laughs> we we would go to the, there's a girl, there's a Publix, you know, half a mile away. We would go get beer and come back after all the, after the people we wanted to see speak, after they, after that was all done, we would just go and find some place to chill and drink and hang out and talk. Well, naturally, as you, you have a circle of people, people are attracted to it. And then we were handing beer out to people that would come by. Hey, you want to drink? Because we had, I had a bag. Dude, there's a video. Let me, this is a small aside here. There's mm-hmm. a video that y'all posted. It's on their website. It's on their official like social medias and shit <laughs> where there's people like little, it's just like a, a highlight of the thing. And it's got certain shots of people talking about Yal and talking about why they're in, involved in the organization and stuff. One of them, it's a, it's a, it's a girl that's talking and I walk in the frame with a beer in my hand. You can see me in the background with the beer and I have a green tote bag over my shoulder, slap full of beer. <laughs> oh man. Like, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am in the Yal official video with the bush light in my hand with a, with a bag full of beer. And that's, that's the funniest shit, man. But anyways, yeah. So we were, we would, have that bag of beer. We would get we would get our beer of choice or seltzer if you're if you're um. Well, I was gonna say if you're gay, but you're you're gay and you drink real I'm, hard shit. Well, I'm gay and I'm I'm drinking seltzer right now, but that's just just that's just because I went back on keto this week. Dude, hell so, yeah, I was right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. seltzer. I don't or, drink or, White Claw though. Look, guys, watching their weight. That's okay. Uh, seltzers yeah. are fine. I was just making a dick. I was just being a dick. Um, it's all right. Be a dick. But but uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> As, like I said, as you have a group of people who are chatting and talking about whatever it is, you have a, more people start to come in and join the group that are not part of the, the thing. They just kind of, they're straggling, they're walking by, they're, they're by themselves and they say, oh, a group I can go hang out with. And then that would devolve into just like autistic theory and politics talk. And we're like, yo, we <laughs> do not want to talk about this right now. A couple of us were, were some of them were talking and, and hanging. And I was a little bit when it, when the topics were like economics, which that's my favorite mm. thing. I would talk mm. about economics. Like I got to teach a Randian about Bastiat. And that was one of my favorite moments of the thing where I got to teach him about the concept of the scene and the unseen. I was like, yes, this is, this is awesome. This is what I like to do. But other than that, we have people talking about like Israel and, and you know, the, the foreign policy and all this shit. And I'm like, I get it. We're at a Liberty event, but look right now, I just want to have a drink with my friends. Now, Mad props to Taylor Shiring at T underscore Shiring on Twitter. He works with Hoppian.org and uh, he was, he has been on Tower Gang and he has also been on my solo show, mm-hmm. The Individualist. And that guy, we talk about this on our episode. He was phenomenal. First of all, hammered the whole time, but talking about theory, talking about <laughs> Hoppa's writings, talking about, you know, um, private property and, and, and how you extrapolate from, self-ownership and all this, just all the rough bargaining and hoppy and stuff just flowing elegantly out of this blasted man. But for hours, literally hours. So I was with another friend of mine. We, there was a group of us and I was with the, one other friend who I could tell she was sitting there like, 
not comfortable. Just like, this sucks. What am I doing? And I'll, I'll look, hey, you want to go for a walk? And we would just get up and just walk around to take a break from the autism. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's, yeah. And then we would come back and Taylor's still talking about, yeah, so argumentation ethics is where you... I'm like, God damn, that's what, what a soldier. <laughs> We're going to be... You and I are going to be at the uh, Tom Woods 2000th episode together. I'm really eager to see like what that's going to be like because me too. You know, I mean, these are the, these are the nerdiest of the nerdy. Like it's, it, you think, you think the Yali event was bad. I mean, I, I don't know. You've been in the Tom Woods Facebook and MeWe group for a little while. I haven't logged into MeWe in weeks, I know, probably I, a month. I feel bad. I only log in really to share my show with, with the group. I hardly ever post in there. So like now I just feel like a spammer, which is awful, but I don't even post to, I don't even post in there. I, I just, I, I, I'm only on Twitter. I don't have the energy for multiple social media. I, I don't know. That's the thing. Like I forced myself. I, in fact, I put, I put my show everywhere. I put it on mines and, uh, what else? Like float. Are you, do you even know what float is? Have you heard of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like everywhere. I, but, but the, but Twitter really is the only place I ever interact with people. Every time I log into Facebook, I've got, you know, like a hundred notifications to uh, just deal with. Well, what else? So you, you, you wanted to talk about, uh, people doing like taking action in their life to kind of improve their station. What have you been doing? What's, uh, what's going on? Well, I'm going to the gym now for one, that's one thing. But what I really wanted to talk about was helping out your neighbor, you know, cause this is the thing. And I'm not criticizing anybody in particular here. This is just kind of a general theme that I've noticed. If you're, it's first of all, I will say that it is very important to have shows that are big like Tom Woods and Tom Woods is on way more than just a podcast, obviously. Uh, it's, it's important to have guys who are popular and even kind of breaking that, breaking out of that underground libertarianism and kind of getting even into the mainstream, like Michael Malice getting on the Fox News regularly. Uh, Dave Smith getting on the Fox, you know, with Kennedy regularly. That's great. We need more popular figures who can espouse the ideology in a good, clear way that's appealing to people. Because the fact of the matter is, a lot of us wouldn't have discovered this shit if it weren't for somebody popular talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us wouldn't have. Um, so we do need that. And we it is awesome to have shows, whether it's uh, one of the best examples I can think of that he has all kind of different guys, thinkers and everything on there is uh, Pete Quinones, Free Man Beyond the Wall. Yeah. Excellent show. Um, but we need these people that do that. But at the same time, whether it's uh, Pete or whoever else, not saying Pete is guilty of this. I'm just saying like, I'm just using his show as an example of somebody that talks, of, talks to a lot of people mm-hmm. in the sphere. It's really easy to get lost and get kind of lose your humanity when you start talking about theory and ideology and, and all the, whether it's economics or what's going on in politics and Florida COVID versus New York COVID. It's easy to get pessimistic and blackpilled. It's easy to lose sight of what ultimately we should be doing is being doing the right thing and doing right by the people around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're just talking to people that more or less already agree with you, uh, that's kind of, what are we doing? You know what I mean? That, that's not the most productive venture. Like, again, like I'm not saying that it's not important to have people to, to explain the idea. That's not what I mean. I hope, I hope this isn't coming off wrong. But what I want to start focusing on is things like self-improvement, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's eating cleaner and going to the gym and like change your, change your world before you can change the world. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, whether that's yeah, getting it's Jordan involved. Peter, it's Jordan Peterson. I mean, it's, it's his very I, Yeah, pretty much. That really, is, that really is right. You're actually correct yeah. about that. Yeah. Jordan Peterson says very similar shit to that. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if I got that from him or just, but me being, like, I haven't been on Twitter for very long. I only joined in December. It was like December 30th of last year. So I've only been on for about nine months and I've seen a lot of shit real, like, really quickly. And mm-hmm. I've started to understand like a lot of folks don't even know their neighbors. They don't know how to change a tire, for example. You know, they can't change their own oil. So like, or they don't, they don't do any, they don't help people out in a way that I know they could because they're capable of it. So for two, two reasons that I think that this is important is for one, this is the more, I don't want, I'm cynical may not be the right word, but you'll, I think you'll understand what I mean. It's uh, like the more self-serving thing. If you're out there, like say I'm wearing a Rothbard shirt mm. and I'm organizing a food drive. They're going to look at me and be like, oh, this guy's about it. He's putting his money where his mouth is. Because a lot of th- one of the biggest things we talk about that's affected America is the welfare state. And if we're saying we need to get rid of the welfare state, to me, that means a lot more coming from somebody who is actually showing that this volunteerism, helping people get food in their mouths, because that's what, you know, the welfare state is it's a lot of its food stamps, frank, frankly. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, of the, a lot of what it is. Uh, so if you're a guy who's talking about ending the welfare state, that means a lot more, in my opinion, and I'm sure in the opinions of normies, that means a lot more coming from somebody who's actually going out and helping feed people outside of a statist paradigm, whether it's just buying food for people or organizing a food drive or, you know, raising money to buy bag lunches for kids, a hung- feed a hungry kid, you know, in the city or whatever. Stuff like that is the kind of thing that I really want to get involved in doing. Nice. Have you, so have you started doing that kind of thing? Uh, no, but the thing is, I can't say very much, but the job I am about to get, I'm about to start another job. I'm getting out of mechanic work. I'm not doing that anymore. The oh. job I am getting is this is a company that works with charity organizations to organize events and to fundraise and do stuff like that. So it's not directly charity work, but I will be rubbing shoulders with charity organizations and people yeah. that work with that. And like a thing that I had in mind, because I mean, I've got a sizable following. I mean, for my, in my opinion, like I, I got, I don't know, almost 5,000 followers. I didn't think I'd get 500 followers. Like it, uh, this is a way different thing than I thought it would be. So yeah. I had like, like just for an example, but I, the kind of things that I think I'm capable of doing because of the size of my following and the, 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 the people that I know and the knowledge that I have, I mean, th- I could raise $1,000 and get 10 kids to the eye doctor to get them an eye exam, check them for glaucoma, see if they need glasses. I know, mm. how, to get cheap. <clears throat> I know how to get cheap glasses. These glasses I'm wearing are 15 bucks. Get them online at a, at, on a website I know. Like, I could do that. And I've got, I've got the time. I've got the, I've got the money. I've got the following that I could probably raise, go fund me a thousand bucks and just take 10 kids from, you know, the primary school that are poor and bring them to the eye doctor or bring them to get their teeth cleaned at the dentist, something like that. It's like, and for, so for one, that's because I just want to help people out. I I genuinely enjoy giving people help. But also again, if you're doing that and I'm wearing a shirt with some libertarian slogan on it, like that just makes libertarianism look so much better, Yeah, especially the kids. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to, help get kids on the right path. And some of the charities that the part of the reason I was so interested in this job I was just talked about is 
part of the some of the charities they work with are like their focus is suicide prevention in in mm-hmm. in young people, which is a major deal. Again, yeah, that's that's that, epidemic right now. That goes into the public school system, and again, that's we know about that because we're not because we're libertarians, but as libertarians, we do know about that, right? So that's something that I have knowledge on that I could get in, maybe get involved with that charity itself rather than just doing marketing for that charity. You know what I mean? So it's it's a thing that I think that I'm, again, this isn't me criticizing people for not doing what I am doing. This is just me saying, this is where I feel like I'll be most effective at changing the world and changing my little world rather than changing mm-hmm. the world with doing podcasts or whatever else. That's pretty awesome. Did you, so uh, I guess the question is like, why did you feel called to do that? Or when did when did you realize that you were called to do that? Well, I had been having ideas for whenever we were in Georgia and I was working at a, 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 a Hyundai dealership, mm-hmm. I just had the idea in my head. This is like, this is, this would be super cool. But I was just thinking one day, like, I'm sick of politics. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of, not that I'm sick of ideology, but like, I got it. Like, I, I, I understand. It's, it gets boring after a while. Yeah. And it gets, and especially in the year 2021, it's like every, right. everybody's looking for some, something new. That's why, that's why there's so many factions. And it's also, the fact of the matter is, and in, in I'm not capable of bringing a new idea to the table such that I will change somebody's mm-hmm. mind. Well, m- maybe in my personal life, which I have, but I think in a general sense, that's just not what I'm going to be good at. Um, not that I don't want to stop. That, not that I, The reason I started doing this show was so I could talk to interesting people and so mm-hmm. I could learn and have people that were listening also learn, right? That's why I did it. But I don't think I'm the kind of person I'm not I'm not smart enough I don't read enough to sit down and say some shit and make somebody look at something in a totally different way that like Bob Murphy or Tom Woods like I'm just not right. on that level intellectually and I and I accept that it's okay. Um what I can do I can fix cars what I like to do I like to help people out. So I was in the shop and I was like I wonder how it would be if I could get some sort of charity going where we have a shop a local place just where we do stuff for really cheap or free. And at the same time, we'll have like high school kids come and learn how to work on cars, learn how to change oil, learn how to do brakes and stuff like that, and help get kids on the right path, help set up their future a little bit, while at the same time serving the community for people that can't, maybe they're putting off work because it's expensive. Car work is expensive sometimes. So like we can do that and at the same time help kids get off the street, stuff like that. So that was like something that was brewing in my mind for a bit, being like, like I just said, I want to help people and I know how to work on cars. So those are the two, that's like the intersection of, of those two things in my, in my own life. Um, but then I got to thinking like, I can't start there. You got to start small. So I was like, maybe I'll just organize a food drive or like mm-hmm. get, with, get with the grocery store, raise some money and be like, hey, I'm going to buy a bunch of ham, bread, apples, like guys be ready for me because I'm buying a bunch of shit because I'm feeding a bunch of kids next week, like stuff like that, like little things like that that I that I could organize because it's little things. Uh, but I figured like I got to start somewhere. So that was the first thing I thought of was just doing small things like that. Or like I said, bringing people to the eye doctor, whatever. Yeah, I think the eye doctor thing is a pretty good, is a good idea, actually. It's really, um, really important to me too because my little brother lost sight in his right eye because of glaucoma. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. So, but my family have we have a history of glaucoma and and, and bad eyesight, bad eyes in general. Um, so my little brother cannot see out of his right eye. So this is something that's really important to me too: is that kids know that how to take care of their eyes and make sure mm-hmm. that they don't have you know glaucoma and stuff like that. A lot of people don't know about glaucoma at all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I th- I knew that like young people got it. I thought it was kind of an old people old people disease. It, 
typically is, but genetics is a bitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got it from both. We got both sides of the family got it. My, my mom's and my dad's side of the family both uh, have it. Talk about your uh, your online persona. I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about it earlier. It's it's you. It's just, you know, you're, you have different kind of attitudes towards your different things. Like your your Twitter personality is not your personality at the dinner table with your mom and, and you're not, you know, making an epic entrance to the, to the, <laughs> to the mall in your, in your pit viper. Do you wear pit vipers out in public or was that just a fake or I haven't thing? yet. I have actually, let me show you. I know that you don't have video on the uh, show, but I want to show you so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, so I've got these pit vipers and I've got prescription lens inserts in oh them because they, first of all, they're very hard to see out of. For one, but also I, yeah, look at the damn color. It it looks like it, it looks like you think it looks. I mean, I'm, I'm older than you. Like I, I was alive and like cognizant when people were wearing those unironically. I mean, maybe it was ironically. I I like the the whole 80, like the eighties were just ironic anyway. Like (laughs) it was. (laughs) Yeah. I actually really do like them a lot. I really, I really unironically like these glasses, but yeah, for for the audience, again, I got little prescription inserts that just sit behind the lenses of the glasses so I can actually see because I need glasses and my vision sucks. Uh, So without the, without those prescription lenses, I can't see shit. Um, But so what do you, what do you like? I kind of, yeah. Have you, so have you toned down your image a little bit or is that my imagination? I have. And the reason is because I am so sick of being tagged in white women jokes on Twitter or like um, I was tired of fighting. People would argue with fakertarians, not not just that Twitter handle, but also people adjacent to them and, and friends with them. And I would get tagged in or, you know, um, I guess tagged is the right term, tagged in arguments with that uh, that, that had nothing to do with me. Like, why? What are you doing bringing me into some fight? I don't want to get fight. I don't want, and I blocked a bunch of people because I don't want to get reported by, you know, these people report people like the fakertarians and their, and their ilk. Mm-hmm. I blocked all of those people that, that I've come across because they, I don't want to get mass reported. I've already been banned from Twitter twice. I don't want it happening again. But the reason, and if I could go back, dude, I would have never said the words, white women must be stopped. I swear to God, I am so aggravated with that way that joke has been beaten into the ground. And completely taken out of context because the reason I said that was it was in the middle of an anti-progressive diatribe. Uh-huh. I was talking about how like urban college educated white people are the progenitors of every bad thing, economic policy, monetary policy, everything. That's what like Woodrow Wilson. And I just said mm-hmm. white women must be stopped for effect as kind of and a joke because it's the a- soccer mom thing. That's a Quincy thing anyway, right? Or did you originate it? I just said it. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> it, it it came. I had saw somebody else had tweeted something similar before. Yeah. I hadn't seen it then. I just said it. I didn't get it from somebody else. I don't know why Top Lobster made that shirt with Quincy on it. I don't care if somebody else. Michael Malice has been saying it. It's getting. I'm like, okay, enough. Enough is enough. It's not funny anymore. And y'all don't know why it was even said in the first place. What do you think about that though? I mean, a couple of years ago when uh when like the the SJWs or whatever were still called SJWs, the, like they were blaming everything on white people and white people were understandably 
defensive of that. Like they were, you know, I mean, people, people would call that racist. Yeah. Uh, but now, but now like, it seems like people on the right, or at least it, the, the libertarian right, like us, we've kind of, uh, we've kind of taken that as our own now. Have we, have we become, have we become, uh, have we become SJWs? <laughs> Uh, we have to come up with another acronym, another another know, set, set of words. A, no, no, it could be SJW, but it means different words. Um, well, I don't know. I, I do think that there is, and the truth of them, like I said, the truth is, is that, I mean, all the, it's not that, it's it's a problem of progressivism. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, progressivism is an ideology created, espoused, and frequently pushed by by white folks, like I said, mm. urban college-educated white folks. So it's not that it's not that it's not an anti-white sentiment. It's an anti-progressivism sentiment. Yeah. Um, and and like I said, the context is lost when you just have people saying white women must be stopped. Which again, I'm guilty of it because I said this shit plenty, like on Twitter, and and had that damn. I oh, you know what it was, dude. This is where it came from. This is what it, I didn't say it first. What I first said, what I first did was I took a book edit of. Um, an enemy of the state by Justin Armando, the 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 Rothbard by bi- uh little biography that he did of yeah. him, and I I I don't know where the thought maybe I did get it from somebody else I don't remember you know how that happens with ideas and stuff like you don't know if you actually did steal it or not mm-hmm. but I just it said an enemy of the state so I just put white women must be stopped like just thought it fit perfectly. And then I put a little picture of myself in the stupid outfit. I the Burger King guy outfit plus pit vipers <laughs> that I did on Fagertarians. And I posted it. And then I said it on the show after that. I said it on Tower Gang after I did that. Uh, and then my dad said it on the shoe on head episode. Cause I, I crashed that show to insult them off for being fucking simps and to tell them that they were wrong for having a white socialist woman on the show. And you know, that just that stupid thing that I was doing at the time. Um, <laughs> but that's where it did. That's where it came from. Like I said, I don't know if I did wind up. You could accidentally steal shit. I think that's legitimate. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, you know, it's intellectual property. That's not real. Fair. <laughs> um. All right. Well, get back into your get back into your into your new calling. Uh, I'm I I deeply admire what you're doing. Ha, oh. When do you like? When do you start your new job? Next week. Next Tuesday it should be. Nice. What so. are you going to be? What are you going to be doing? I mean, not, don't get don't get into. Too I can't many say specifics. too much because I, I don't even know, dude. Like they right. they like the, the official. Well, I'm I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot more because next it's going to be Tuesday that I'm going to the orientation. So we'll figure mm-hmm. out. Uh, well, I'll learn more about it, but I don't want to do too much with that. I will. I I'm kind of facing the dilemma. I'm not going to like stop doing Twitter or or tone it down or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, other uh, not more than I already have anyway. Um, but um. I'm faced with a dilemma of do I let that because it's a corporate it's I don't know if it's a corporation or not, but it's corporate America, right? Like that's sure. what that is. Did it's it, marketing. Did you get the did you get the vibe that they're pretty progressive? They just seem cool. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, like okay. progressive in a good way, like progressive as in their forward thinking in terms of no. workplace. No, like no, progressive. Like they're, put, no. like they're putting up a rainbow logo in June and things like that. No, I don't. I don't think so. There were no, there were no signs on the, the doors or anything. They didn't even have a mask sign on the door or nothing like that. So that that, that was, was cool. That was a blood. They didn't care. I, I asked, can I take? Because the interviewer that I had didn't have a mask. I was like, you mind if I take this off? Because the email I got saying when the interview was was, um, please wear a mask. Which I mean, that's yeah. just probably policy. Well, so, and it was probably part of their copy paste stuff from yeah, exactly you know, a year ago. Yeah, 
So I was like, yeah, okay. So I go in and wear the mask. The guy calls me back to go to the office for the interview. And I was like, oh, you mind if I take this off? And, and he was like, yeah, no problem, man. So I, I don't think it's going to be a place like that. Good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm wondering whether I should let that cross with my online life because of the fact that I have a bunch of followers that would no doubt, this community is very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're talking about fundraising for a charity, that could be a tremendous advantage to me these 4,500 people I've got in my corner, right? So do I do it or do I not? They don't really have much of an online presence. And I actually, a friend of mine searched my name, just searched Nick Ashley on Google and didn't find anything until like the third page of Google. And who goes to the second page of Google, let alone the third? But if you type in Nick Ashley Libertarian, then of course you get me on all the shows I've done. You get other shit. Um, Or, and then Nick Ashley Twitter, I'm one of the, I'm like the third search uh, result. But most likely, if they do search for me, it'll be under my full name, Nicholas. And I haven't done a single thing under my full name, Nicholas mm-hmm. Ashley. The, you, there, there's nothing if you look that up. Not, not even nothing, not at all. Not even a Facebook account or anything. So I'm not worried that they're going to find my shit and, and, and fire me. What I'm, I'm worried like about... Yeah. No, what I'm worried about is some fucking idiots going after me that don't like me. Then they yeah. go to the job. They Because normally whenever... Whenever a job like finds your shit, I don't think that that's a prompt for them to say you're out of here. I think that more I'm sure what happens is they get what is perceived to them as a massive amount of outrage when really it's only like a few people, but it's disproportionately that they start panicking like, oh shit, profits and blah, blah, blah. This Mm. person's a bad look for the company. If people find out this person works for us, then what's going to happen? So that's when people get fired. I don't think it's that they find people's stuff, but either way, they're not going to find me online. Um, but I definitely could, <clears throat> excuse me, I could, it's a delicate balance that I haven't, I, I, I'll have to figure out over the next coming weeks or months. So yeah, it's the kind of thing that a lot of people, I mean, I work for a, I work for a software company. Like I, I could, I could probably, I could probably be fired. I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really say a whole lot of controversial stuff because I don't have a lot of controversial opinions, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I've, I've put out a few memes that are not great. Oh, I've definitely done some shit that could get me fired from a corporate job. Yeah, I've definitely have. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean it, it, given the, um, the given the proper amount of people who wanted to go, who you know, who went to the company and said, "You know, who's working for you?" That that fucking that's that's right. The, and all I mean, all all they would have to do is show your appearance on Fakertarians. I mean, it's it's not it's it's a really shitty situation to be in because, like, oh, I'm not worried about it though. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I get fired by a company because of my online antics, and I don't want to work for that company anyway, it's not like this is a yeah is a exactly. Thing. And you know, I got the sugar mama hookup anyways. So like, <laughs> you you, you commented right. on that That's multiple right. I times. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in a very very fortunate situation where yeah. I can do whatever the whatever the hell I want to mm. because we're so we're fine on money. We're absolutely yeah. fine on money, and that's not that's not a problem. Like if this was a situation where I I we needed me to have a job just to get by, like that would be a different situation. But we're 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 fine uh, because we're smart and we're low time preference, right? So you know that hop. I gotta get that hop out here. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway, I'm, uh, the, the see, all bullshit aside, like it's not a, it's not a big deal for me personally. But I, it would aggravate the hell out of me if it happened. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll see because I mean, like I said, they barely they have an Instagram account with like ten followers. Like that's all they have. <laughs> that's the company. Yeah, which actually. Oh, yeah. Actually, somebody like me who's proven to be decent at social media, maybe they may like that I'm 
know what to do on social media. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they knows? Yeah, maybe I could be a social media person for their company. I have no idea. That'd be cool. Um, uh, yeah, I've been, I, I'm just sort of looking for ways to go independent myself. Like I, I, I like my job, but I would, I would be making a lot more money in addition to not having to worry about like employer, employer backlash and, you know, just also not have to worry about having an employer in general if I were doing yeah. it independently. Um, it's just a matter of building up sort of a portfolio of potential clientele, which, you know, I mean, that's, that's not difficult, but I am, I'm like in Jason Stapleton's program. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I, so like, I'm still a member of the Mises caucus and, um, like I sit on my, I sit on my state board of the LP, but my heart is, it always kind of has been in the, in the entrepreneurship, wealth, power and influence type thing. Although I, I mean, I don't even really need the power and influence. Like it'd be, it'd be nice to be well thought of by the people in power, but I don't need it. Like if yeah. I, if I, if like to me, like Jack Dorsey, the, the CEO of Twitter, I like, I, I, I look at some of his early stuff when he was first starting this company and it was going to be like the, the bastion of free speech. He was like a total libertarian. I mean, the fact that he tweeted out anatomy of the state a few weeks ago or whenever it was, mm-hmm. it didn't surprise me because he's like, he's always been kind of libertarian. It's just, it's just the fact that, you know, he's got this gigantic social network that, has become kind of co-opted by the state that, you know, I mean, his, his reputation as the CEO of Twitter needs to be different from his reputation as an individual, because he's actually pretty cool. I don't want to be in that situation where I'm having to compromise my values for the sake of my company. Yeah. Here's the thing too about that. And this is something that I think like as libertarians, we know that the state is just the mafia. Like the thing about this is we don't know what the hell they did to make him like, to, to, to allow him to let the, you know, let them co-opt Twitter at, you know, the state meeting. So very well, they could have told him, Hey, yo, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, we're going to have your sister with her throat slit in a dumpster mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah. get this. And I understand like it's, it's, we should criticize him for the stuff that we know is going on. Uh, and that he does have control of. And the fact of the matter is he's more of a figurehead now. I don't even think he's in yeah. control of the company that I mean, much. His, his, his vice vice president of diversity, equity, and inclusion or whatever whatever that person's yeah, title is at that company the is nature actually of corporations. in charge of this stuff. Yeah, that's just the nature of big big corporations like Twitter. It's just how it, yeah. this is how it happens. But yeah, like I said, I, I don't think that, it, I think we need to consider it, at least consider you know, some people will consider it. Yeah, I've considered it still fucking like, I get it, but you know, just think about it for a second. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, why don't we start winding it down? Do you have anything else to say? Uh, not really, man. I'm just happy to have, be here. Happy to talk to you again and say publicly the plans that I have for you know. Yeah, what I want. I'm proud do. of you, dude. I, l- oh, like, I appreciate that. Man. I think of you like I don't think of you as a little brother. We've never even met in person, but like of the people who I kind of interact with on Twitter and stuff, you're certainly one of my favorites. And uh, like Aww. I appreciate having you in my life. Uh, uh, I feel the like, same way about you, man. Thank yeah, you. I'm really happy for you. I'm glad to see that you're doing all this stuff. It's really cool to see. Thanks, so man. I'm. I, I think your future's bright. I'm really looking forward to meeting you. Hey, is Jody going to Tom Woods? Oh yes, yes, she you? will. She oh will. nice, great. So that'll be awesome. Get to hang out with y'all for a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so plug your links. Let's 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 get out of here. Well, just anything I ever do is at Nick underscore individual on Twitter. Whether it's a show I'm on, my own show, which I don't know when the next one will be. I got an idea for the next one I'm gonna do. Probably going to do something to do with a fitness guy who I know. Okay. So uh, we're going to start focusing on that kind of thing. How to change your world instead of changing the world. Because how could you, 
how can you help fight the state if you can't help your neighbor change their tire type of deal? So that's all. I, that's what I'm trying to be about now. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks. Let's get out of here. See you. Thank you very much, James. All right. Thanks again to Nick for joining me today. And thanks to you, as always, for tuning in. Remember, head over to blackbirdpodcast.com. Sign up with your email address to never miss an episode of Blackbird. If you haven't already, also head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. And with that, this is another episode of Blackbird in the can. Until the next one, live free. Uh